Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Once again, Pastor J.D. paints an amazing picture of what appears to be more and more evidence building up to the fact that we are in the very last days. The advancements by Russia and the removal of the United States from Syria are both indicators of a possible peace treaty that could be presented to Israel at any moment. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 30th, 2018. So today is the last Prophecy Update for 2018. And what I want to do is apprise you of what I believe we need to be watching in 2019. Specifically, the fast-moving developments in Syria, which we've been talking a lot about in recent weeks, and this because of Russia, Iran, Turkey, et al., and perhaps even more importantly, subsequent to the U.S. withdrawing our troops from Syria. We're also, in the new year, going to be watching very closely the fast-moving developments here in the U.S., especially as it relates to what many believe is coming in January. And by that I mean the all-out war that has been declared in the political arena. It's as if both sides are preparing to launch this attack and the potential chaos that ensues could be the likes of which we've never seen before. Please know that I'm not trying to come off sensational, but there are those that are talking about what seems like is going to be a war come January 3rd. And it's already starting. There's already this maneuvering with this partial government shutdown, which is turning into a showdown. And the concern is, is that there's no end in sight. Both sides are digging in their heels. You know, we've talked about this before, but I truly believe that the enemy has succeeded in one of his most successful strategies, and that's to get us to fight against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, not against Democrat and Republican, left or right, liberal or conservative. Our battle is against four very specific entities that are listed there in Ephesians 6 in the spiritual realm. 
These are demonic entities and satanic forces and principalities in heavenly realms. And this is what's happening now is there is this demonic attack on this country. And the devil has succeeded in getting the United States of America, who once could say, united we stand, to now be looking at the potential for divided we fall. And that's a concern, and it's a legitimate concern. Certainly the political pundits and prognosticators abound with their predictions, some of them very dire. But to me, the jury is out on what will happen in the days and weeks that follow. So in other words, I want to just apprise you of these two dynamics, for lack of a better word, that we're going to be really focusing our attention on prophetically in the new year. The situation in Syria with regards to Russia, Iran, Turkey, and the other nations, Sudan now, with them that ally together to invade Israel, and also the potential plight for the once greatest nation on earth, the once most blessed nation on earth, who blessed Israel and God in turn blessed America. The most powerful nation on earth. And the reason that I bring in to and factor in the geopolitical dynamics here in the U.S. is because of two specific details in two Bible prophecies. The first is Isaiah 17.1. I'm sure you're familiar with it. If you're not, it is a prophecy, very detailed, very specific, about the destruction of Damascus in Syria, and it will become a ruinous heap and uninhabitable. That's Isaiah 17.1 concerning Syria. When this happens, or maybe after this happens, or perhaps even in concert with this happening, it's believed that the Ezekiel 38 prophecy will be fulfilled by way of Syria from the north. What's the Ezekiel 38 prophecy? Uh, Very briefly, here's a summary. Russia, Iran, Turkey, Sudan, Libya, Ethiopia will all be allied together and they will invade Israel for the purpose of taking a spoil. And we're told specifically that they will come from the north, which is the northern border of Israel, today known as the Golan Heights, which is the Syrian border with Israel. This is why it is believed that when Isaiah 17.1 is fulfilled and Damascus becomes a ruinous heap, some believe at the hands of Israel, which we'll talk about here shortly. But once that happens and they're through with one Bashar al-Assad and they, he's only a means to an end, then that's the time that these nations who today are at the ready in Syria, exactly as Ezekiel the prophet over 2,500 years ago told. So they invade Israel by way of Syria 
from the north. Now, where does the detailed specificity come in with respect to the United States of America? The United States of America is not in Syria. The United States of America is not present in their defense of Israel when this invasion happens. Now, there are some, in all fairness, that suggest that the detail in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38 that says Sheba and Dedan, which by the way is Saudi Arabia, who is now in a good relationship with Israel in support of Israel against their enemy, the Shiite Islam of Iran, and with them Russia and Turkey, And so Saudi Arabia, Sheba and Dedan, and Tarshish and the young lions thereof in verse 13 will protest, question this invasion, asking, have you come to take a spoil? Have you come to take booty? Now some suggest that it's plausible that the reference there to Tarshish and the young lions thereof could be an ambiguous reference to the United States of America as a young nation coming from the UK, which has a symbol of a lion. And I see how they get there, and it's very possible. But even that would certainly fit with this scenario of the conspicuous absence of the once most powerful nation on earth when all of this goes down. No nation will be there to defend Israel but God. Let me say that again. No nation, this is where we put that, where we're talking about in Philippians, where we place that word but in the proper place. No nation will come to defend Israel. She stands alone against all odds, as she always has throughout her history. But God will defend His people. This is Ezekiel 38 verse 23. Let me read it. God declares, Thus I will magnify myself, and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. That's going to be the only explanation. These aren't just against all odds. This is impossible odds. Here's this little tiny nation of maybe six to eight million people, million with an M. And you have billions with a B that are going to come against Israel. The only explanation for Israel's survival when they are invaded will be that God himself sanctified himself in the eyes of all the nations so that they will know that he is God. Okay, I'm of the belief that there is now this simultaneous alignment of nations, in particular those who are present 
and perhaps more importantly, those who are absent from the Middle East, namely the United States of America. If this is so, then we may very well be on the cusp of the Russia-Iran-Turkey alliance of nations that invade Israel vis-a-vis Syria. If you'll kindly hear me out, just don't tune me out. I want to argue the case that said alignment of nations is taking place, and this simultaneously with, listen, the systematic and satanic dismantling of the United States of America to get her out of the way. I know you don't like to hear that. And you can't imagine the kind of comments we get whenever I say that. Let me begin with this interesting Times of Israel article in which they quote President Trump as saying, I told Bibi, speaking of Benjamin Netanyahu, and you know, we give Israel 4.5 billion with a B dollars a year, and they're doing very well defending themselves if you take a look. So, still quoting, that's the way it is. We're going to take good care of Israel. Israel's going to be good, not because of the U.S., but because of God. They will be good. He's right. Quoting again, but we give Israel 4.5 billion a year, and we give them, frankly, a lot more money than that, if you look at the books. A lot more money than that, and they've been doing a very good job for themselves. Translated, we pulled out of Syria because Israel doesn't need us in Syria. It seems the absence of the U.S. in Syria has served to strengthen Netanyahu's resolve, even though it was met with consternation initially, it does seem to now be a strengthened resolve concerning Iran in Syria. Times of Israel reported that Netanyahu is vowing to continue hitting Iran in Syria and was quoted as saying, we stand firmly on our red lines. Now, I, I that kind of caught my attention because, and maybe it's just me, but I'm pretty sure that Netanyahu is referring to one Barack Hussein Obama, who had his red pen and his phone, but anyway, he had a red pen, and he drew a red line, and it meant nothing. He said, when we draw a red line... <laughs> We stand firmly on it. According to the Times, the Prime Minister is saying that the U.S. military pullout from Syria will not alter Israel's policy of preventing Iranian military from entrenchment in Syria, as they are currently, as we speak. Brushing aside Russian criticism of a reported Israeli airstrike in Syria overnight, this was after the announcement by President Trump, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu doubled down on Israel's policy of attacking Iranian-linked targets in Syria. He was also quoted as saying, we are taking action against it aggressively and powerfully, and this is interesting, the way he said this, including in these very days. Very days. Dare I say, last days? 
We shouldn't be surprised that Israel's aggressive and powerful airstrikes attacking these Iranian-linked targets in Syria was met with Russia's condemnation. You have to understand that Russia for many, many years now has had a mutual defense treaty with Iran. Arut Sheva reported that Russia had accused Israel of a gross violation of Syrian sovereignty in an alleged Israeli airstrike on Hezbollah leaders in Damascus. This is, is again, by the way, this is not the first time, it certainly will not be the last, some 100 plus times in recent months, Israel has launched strikes into Syria, specifically Damascus. This, this is why people believe that it's very plausible that Isaiah 17.1 will be fulfilled at Israel's hands. What's interesting, though, is that the article went on to say, quote, Israel has not confirmed or denied that it is behind the airstrike. I love that. I love that. You'll forgive me for loving that, but I love that. What's even more interesting is this Ynet News report that Russia expects, listen to this, the Syrian government to take over the areas where the U.S. troops are currently deployed following their withdrawal. Aw, isn't that nice? Russia wants Syria to take control of those areas. Do you believe that? Russia has no intentions. They're never going to allow Syria to control anything. Russia wants to control everything, and they are. I heard one commentator uh, say, it's kind of an interesting way to say it, but he says, Turkey and even Iran are kissing the boots of Vladimir Putin. I think there's some truth to that. Well, Al Jazeera had an interesting report. I saw it on Fox News. In fact, pretty sure Fox News covered it pretty well. But Putin is hailing the successful test of Russia's new hypersonic missile, which will enter service next year. This thing is amazing. You cannot detect this uh, hypersonic missile. It's a among the array of new nuclear weapons that Putin presented in March, saying that Russia had to develop them in response, get this, to the development of the U.S. missile defense system that could erode Russia's nuclear deterrent. When first presenting it, the Russian president said the new missile system has an intercontinental range and can fly in the atmosphere at 20 times the speed of sound. 20 times the speed of sound. Let that sink in. Bypassing the enemy's missile defense, he emphasized that no other country currently has hypersonic weapons. The U.S. doesn't have that. The timing of this is no coincidence, given this report from Out of News about Russia's plan to host another Putin-Erdogan-Rouhani summit in early 2019. It should be noted that the last time Russia, Iran, and Turkey met and had a summit 
concerning Sirius, Sirius, well, it was Sirius, Syria, okay, took place in Iran in September. And now they're going to have another one, only this time it's going to be in Russia. Doubtless, the purpose of the summit will be that of discussing the strategy concerning Syria subsequent to the U.S. troop withdrawal. This is where it gets even more interesting. Some suggest that Trump's surprise announcement, and it was a surprise, of this troop withdrawal was in advance of the unveiling of his much-anticipated peace plan. However, it's once again being put on the back burner, this time due to Israel's, quote, snap elections, which will now take place early on April 9th of 2019. According to the Times of Israel, Israel's early election will significantly delay the publication of the U.S. administration's much-awaited proposal for Israeli-Palestinian peace, as the White House keeps the plan on the back burner, here's why, for fear of influencing the vote. That's why. Here's where I'm going with this. This is what we're going to be watching in 2019. Would you agree that it's going to be a very interesting year? It's going to be very interesting to watch all of these developments of profound prophetic significance play out. 2019, I was thinking about this, just indulge me for a moment. I share this for a reason, actually. But 2019 marks the 13th year since God really impressed upon my heart to start talking about and teaching Bible prophecy. Back in 2006, the Lord just really ministered to me that we were entering into a time of human history that would be the likes of which we had never seen before, nor would we ever see again that in fact we were entering into the last moments of world history and that it was time to start bringing to the forefront, the front burner, if you will, Bible prophecy, the teaching of end times, eschatology, if you prefer. I couldn't have known at that time how God would use it over the last 13 years. I had no idea. Now, why do I mention this? The reason I mention this is because it's a much-needed reminder of why we do this. And by the way, this is probably as good of a time as any to recommit to you that I have no intentions of ever stopping doing these weekly prophecy updates. Actually, there will be one time when I stop. And that's because we won't be here. (laughs) Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday 
here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.